0: How's it going? My name is Grant. This is the third podcast that I've done. Um, Today, Kind of going to be doing like a week four NFL wrap-up. Just a bunch of stuff that I saw this week that was a little bit bizarre. Um, A lot of really bad football was played this week. Um, I'm going to do something that I don't think I've ever done before. Um, So, let's just kind of hop right into it. Um, So, something that I've never done before. You can ask anybody who knows me. I've never defended the Falcons and or Matt Ryan. I'm going to defend Matt Ryan today. I am. Watching Sunday's game against Tennessee and kind of watching bits and pieces of all the other games that they've played so far this year, is anybody going to block for him? Every time I pick my head up from you know, checking my fantasy scores or doing something else. I feel like I see Matt Ryan on his back or about to be on his back. I it's unbelievable. People I get on Twitter, everybody's talking about how Matt Ryan sucks or Matt Ryan should, you know, be on another team, or we should cut Matt Ryan. Um yeah, because you know Matt Schaub would definitely be the best option for this team right now. No. It's not Matt Ryan's fault. I hate to to tell everybody that who wants him off the team. I don't get it. If Matt Ryan got cut today, he would be the starting quarterback for probably 25 other teams. 100%. He would be winning games for another franchise who would probably do a better job protecting him than what the Atlanta Falcons have done for him and uh, really his entire career uh, Calvin Ridley's a good player last year instead of going with an offensive lineman they draft you know Calvin Ridley they replace Taylor Gabriel um, I don't there's just so they have a ton of weapons yes but they don't have anybody blocking for Matt Ryan and I'm so tired of waking up in the morning, driving to class, I'm listening to 92.9 The Game, and I'm listening to Dan Quinn just say the same stuff every single week. Oh, we need to execute better, Uh, consistency, execute. Yeah, that's great and all, but um, Dan, you fired the defensive coordinator last year so you could take over play calling. All this comes back on you now. You can't hide behind anybody else. You can't talk about how, you know, it's somebody else's fault. It's 100% on you. The Falcons are in a lot of trouble right now. Uh, they just made Marcus Mariota look like the league MVP last week. Uh, got torched by Corey Davis and A.J. Brown. There's just – I don't know what it is. Just watching them play, there's no sense of urgency, I feel like. Uh, it's 24-10, to 10, and they're still just – they're running just simple running plays up the middle for the they can't block anybody running plays that aren't being blocked There's two yard gains. It's an incomplete pass. It's a holding. I think they're the most penalized team in NFL right now. Um, so it's coaching. It is execution and consistency, but really it falls back on the coaching Dan Quinn. He says all of the right things on the microphone after the game, how they're going to get it cleaned up. well, you know what, you didn't get it cleaned up for the Colts game, you didn't get it cleaned up for the Titans game, and now you're going to go into a game with a team that's definitely more talented than the Titans when you guys face the Houston Texans. Will Fuller, just an absolute burner on the outside. DeAndre Hopkins, who is far and away the best wide receiver in the league. Um, They got a good little tandem of running backs with Carlos Hyde and Duke Johnson. I will say where the playing field is even, the offensive line. Good God, both the teams have terrible offensive lines. I wouldn't be, I don't have the stats in front of me, but I'm willing to bet that Deshaun Watson and Matt Ryan are the two most hit quarterbacks this year. I mean, so it's going to be an interesting week for the Falcons prepping up for this game. And I really do believe that Dan Quinn will be coaching for his job. Um, Now I'm going to. Transition here. We're going to go to the absolute snooze fest that we call Monday Night Football. The Cincinnati Bengals might be the worst team in the league. Um, yep. I think they're worse than the Dolphins. I think Andy Dalton is the worst quarterback in the NFL. That game Monday night was unwatchable. Um, I started doing a bunch of different things, started doing dishes, cleaning. I I didn't even want to watch it. On paper, the Bengals have, I would say, a middle-of-the-pack offense. A.J. Green's, you know, out. Tyler Boyd's a good receiver. John Ross, who was kind of a bust the first two years, has kind of come on as of late. Joe Mixon, Gio Bernard... I mean, Andy Dalton. Oh, I used to think he was at least a serviceable quarterback, but after Monday night, that was horrendous. Um, the offensive line—I know they're missing. I believe a three out of five starters. One's injured. One had a concussion, and the other one retired. Uh, so I understand that. And the defense—I don't know much about. I don't. I know they have Drake Kirkpatrick, Carlos Dunlap, Geno Atkins. Like they have, you know, good players. So, zero and four, worst team in the league. I don't think you can have that type of talent and be this bad. I mean, they just lost to Mason Rudolph, who also that was the most boring twenty-four of twenty-eight quarterbacking i've ever seen in my entire i don't know if he threw a ball further than three yards down the field i think going back the running backs led the teams in receptions um i did a fan duel roster and i picked james washington because i don't know how much college football if anybody pays attention to you know big 12 football like i do mason rudolph and james washington used to be college teammates James Washington was a second or third round pick, I believe, for the Steelers two years ago. I thought Mason Rudolph and James Washington would be, you know, let's rekindle that connection in Oklahoma State. We're going to throw the ball down the field. No, I got the exact opposite. Mason Rudolph, oh. there's The Steelers are done. There's no way that is the recipe for the Steelers the rest of the year. Teams are just going to start bringing the safeties down. They're going to collapse the box. Um, They're going to make Mason Rudolph have to throw the ball more than two yards down the field. Um, Steelers are done. Bengals have been done. They always will be done. An absolute joke of a franchise. Move on from Andy Dalton. AJ Green, if I'm you, I'm not touching the field this year. Uh, I know Zach Taylor is supposed to be from the – I'm not even going to say the Sean McVay coaching tree. He's from Sean McVay's, like the whole young generation of offensive minds trying to change the league. Nothing's changing with Andy Dalton. Terrible, awful. Get rid of him. Move on. Like I said, AJ Green, don't touch the field for the rest of the year. The NFL knows who you are. We've seen your production. Get your money and just do yourself and your health a favor Don't take a step on the field for that team this year. Um, Now let's move to something that absolutely drives me insane. I can't stand the Dak Prescott hatred. I can't. I'm going to make this as easy and Simple for y'all to understand as possible. This is Dak's fourth year. He has won two division titles in the last three years. He's won 38 or 39 games in his first three years. And yet people keep just pouring on him, on how bad he is. If the Cowboys lose, it's his fault. It's nobody else's fault. And it drives me up the wall. Last, or not last night, Sunday night. That was the worst that I've seen the offensive line play in five five ish years. Got absolutely whooped up front by the Saints. Dak never had time to do anything. Um, I didn't even watch any national, you know, sports talk. None of the undisputed or first take things in the of the world because. Can I cannot imagine waking up to anything worse than listening to Stephen A. Smith talk on Monday morning about Dak Prescott. <laughs> I get people texting me all the time about how stupid it would be to pay Dak or, you know, how bad he is. Um, I don't know if anybody knows this, but this is the go- the going rate for a quarterback is at least thirty million dollars. Dak has a winning record against everybody in the NFC East. He has a damn near 70% win rate in the league. The only person who has more wins than him in the past three years is Tom Brady. So I can either, or my team can either, pay a quarterback that will win us games, or we can let him walk, and then we can restart all of this whole find a quarterback situation with somebody in the draft that we don't even know will pan out it's a really simple thing to me it's a really simple concept teams that have quarterbacks that win they will pay and they're going to pay Dak and I think he hasn't taken a contract yet or extension from the Cowboys yet is because he's been off to this hot start and the more he plays well the more money he's going to get and when he signs that contract for thirty five million dollars, I can well, I don't want to get on Twitter, but everybody is gonna be freaking out. They're gonna be losing their mind about how stupid this is, all this stuff. And all I can say is he wins. I know in every single game, fourth quarter comes around, we're gonna Dak's gonna be there competing, giving us a chance to win. He doesn't make any of the really I mean he did make a really stupid throw against Miami for one of his interceptions, but he doesn't he doesn't take us out of games. We don't throw the ball 58 times like the Saints or not the Saints. The uh, Rams did this past week. People think that it's a run heavy team. It, it is it's we do run the ball a lot. But I like to say it's a balanced team. It's not being balanced doesn't mean you do the same amount of pass and the same amount of run balance is being able to do what you want to do whenever you want keeping teams off balance and that's exactly what the Cowboys have and I think Kellen Moore kind of really dumbed down the offense I think that we took our foot off the pedal because Drew Brees wasn't playing Teddy Bridgewater played and I don't know why we dumbed it down a lot. It was a completely different offense than what I had seen from the past three weeks. I expect it to get back on par this week against the Packers. I think they're going to win that game. It's going to make Dak Prescott look even better. and It's going to make everybody lose their mind because I don't know why they want to see Dak Prescott lose. I don't know if it's just because it's the Cowboy quarterback thing or what. He's a fourth-round pick, and – for what we were paying him in the production he's been giving us over the past three and a half years or three or four years, he has exceeded all expectations. Um, He's going to get paid. He's going to be the quarterback for years to come deal with it. He's going to keep winning. He's good. I know it sucks for a lot of people to hear. I'm sorry. Just it is what it is. You live and it's going to keep on happening. Um, so there were a bunch of clunkers this week transitioning here, a bunch of clunkers, the bills and the Patriots game was interesting to watch, I guess. Uh, Josh Allen got his neck broken. Don't know if anybody saw that. Uh, not literally, but it looked like he got his neck broken. Tom Brady played like he was 42 years old. Uh, the Bears and the Vikings game was a nightmare to watch, which is kind of what I want to talk about here for a second. Um, so the NFL, with their contracts, if you, they're not guaranteed. The money the players get and why they hold out so often is not because of the years and the money. It's the guaranteed money they get up front because, let's say – Matt Ryan, well, he just signed another contract, but let's say Matt Ryan signed a new contract for two years, $30 million, $20 million guaranteed. He gets that money. Let's say the Falcons cut him five games later after he signs that contract. He doesn't get the rest of that 10000000 million. It's gone. So when people hold out, they're not holding out for the years and the money. They're holding out for the money that they get up front. So... Let's take it back two years. Kirk Cousins in the offseason signs a deal with the Minnesota Vikings. Three years, eight eighty something million dollars guaranteed. I think it was 83, 84. Fully guaranteed. So if the Vikings cut him tomorrow, he's still going to get that money. The NFL doesn't ever do fully guaranteed contracts. And this is why. I don't know if anybody watched that game. Sunday afternoon. Uh, Kirk Cousins is bad. He's really, really, really bad. He's got a good offensive line. He's got a really good running back in Dalvin Cook. He's got two really good receivers in Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs. He's got a good tight end in Kyle Rudolph. I don't know anything about the offensive coordinator, but what I do know is when they played the Falcons and Kirk Cousins only threw the ball 10 times, that seemed to be the recipe for victory. Uh, I don't know what the Vikings are going to do. I don't even know who their backup quarterback is. (laughs) (laughs) He puts up another game like that. They're going to be riding in Minnesota. I just move on from them. I think you can get your backup quarterback to throw the ball 10 times and let Dalvin Cook run wild. (laughs) I mean, some of these passes that I saw on Sunday, he's not even close to hitting the receiver. Like, not even close. And I can only imagine how frustrated Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs are. They were better with Case Keenum was there. They cut him. And then they signed Kirk Cousins, or they trade Case Keenum and they signed Kirk Cousins. Uh, I think if you ask that team when they did it, they probably disagreed with it. They probably didn't support the move. You get to the NFC Championship game and you move on from the quarterback that takes you there. That's that's a tough look for that team. And you bring in a quarterback who doesn't have a winning... I think he's won three or four games. He's like Matt Stafford. He's won like three or four games against teams with winning records. Uh, Minnesota definitely handed out the worst contract in NFL history. That's up there with the Albert Haynesworth one from years and years ago, if anybody remembers that. Minnesota's in a lot of trouble. Uh, Chicago, I think I don't ever wish for somebody to get hurt. Mitch Trubisky is also not good. Uh, Chase Daniels, exper- or the experience, lives on. My guy has started five games in his entire NFL career and has made thirty-five million dollars. That is the life that the perfect life of an NFL player, right there. Um, I do like Chase Daniels, Texas guy. Didn't go to the University of Texas, but from Texas, hope he gets it done. I'm glad he gets a chance. He's better than what their first option was, in my opinion. So, um, just kind of some other NFL stuff too. Mm. Like I said, the Bills and the Patriots game was weird. Tom Brady didn't play very well. Uh, Patrick Mahomes didn't throw a touchdown. Uh, We'll be shocked if we ever see that again. Um, Who else do we have? The Raiders beat the Colts. Colts are also just a strange team. Um, Put up a good performance against the Falcons and then lay – Not an egg, but didn't show up for the Raiders. And I had picked the Colts to win that game strictly because it's a West Coast team flying east and playing at 1 o'clock. I definitely thought that that would fare the Colts significantly, and boy, was I wrong. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other interesting stuff that happened on Sunday. The Rams are in trouble as well. Losing like that to the Buccaneers and James Winston. Woof. Woof. I don't know what the bigger problem is in L.A., Jared Goff or the defense? Because Jared Goff hasn't looked great in any of the games he's played this year at all. At all. I've been saying it since the beginning of the year. I'm not big on the whole Jared Goff thing. I know Sean McVay is supposed to be this offensive genius. You know, we're doing motions, reverses, throwing the ball with the running back. You know, Todd Gurley, who's also, I'm worried about him too. Uh, I don't know if he'll ever get back to 100% or ever be himself again, which would suck because I think he's an incredible talent. But, you know, heard things on like TV and the radio in front of me. I think Sean McVay even said it in an interview like, The coaches have their headset on and they can talk to the quarterback until 15 or 14 seconds left on the play clock. And Sean McVay gets to play in as fast as possible. So when he walks up, or Jared Goff walks up to the line and sees the defense, Sean McVay can tell you basically everything that he's in and tell him who's going to be open. And I know you still have to make the throw and all that stuff. But I think that's just, I don't think that's, good i think as an nfl quarterback you should be able to read defenses yourself and break it down and if you have your coach in your ear from the sideline not even looking at it from the same angle as you telling you what they're in and all that phony you're a phony i'm sorry i know that's a that might be a little bit of a hot take right there about jared goff but i i'm not a believer Not a believer at all. I believe in what Sean McVay's doing, and I believe they'll get it on track, but Jared Goff got a lot of money, a lot of money, and he has not looked very good this year. And I'll tell you, he's looking at that right now too. Like I said earlier, Dak Prescott's looking at what Jared Goff is doing and saying, I've been playing better than him, and I'll have a better season than him, and I'm going to make more money than him. So that's just – it is what it is, and – That's pretty much my uh, week four NFL kind of recap, wrap-up, whatever you want to call it. Um, Looking at the NFL schedule for this week, um, I know I got my Cowboys playing. The Packers at 425. Um, Looking at the schedule, Seahawks-Rams Thursday night will be a good game. Like I said, Falcons and Texans. That's going to be Dan Quinn coaching for his job. The Buccaneers and the Saints all of a sudden became super important. Um, as did the Vikings and Giants, Daniel Jones has won his first two games as a starter. and played the Redskins. Woof. Um, and then Sunday night, Colts and Chiefs. That'll be interesting. And then Monday night, we got another Browns 49ers. The Browns are f- – not Browns, excuse me. The 49ers are f- phonies. They're, they'll lose that game as well. Um, but, Yeah. That's it for uh, this episode of my podcast. Um, Appreciate you listening.